0: in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations, but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it, life is hard, and let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days but we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, Ma. Hey, I'm glad to be welcome back. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm glad to for you to be here, Ma. It's good. It's a good day. It is. is a day that is good. Yeah. And your hair looks good too, by the way. Nobody can see my hair, mom. I know, but, you but can. I,
1: I can tell them it looks good in the yes, picture. Th- yes. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. It, it's, it's cute today for sure.
0: Um, <laughs> so yes, I'm excited about what we're going to be jumping into today. I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like we've probably discussed this topic more than like any other topic in my adult life. Um, probably more just out of necessity because I... Felt so screwed up that I was always like, "Mom, help me, fix me, please, somebody do something."
1: <laughs> well, maybe since I might have been a part of that, maybe I was a good one to give you some answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you felt more personally responsible. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> we know how. We know that to be the fact.
0: For sure. For sure. Okay, so I'm super excited to jump in today because I feel like everything has been leading up into this point, even on the the podcast thus far and i know that you know this podcast isn't meant to be like a continual series you are able to kind of jump in but i do feel like this episode specifically is really laying a foundation for what we believe is is not just like oh the most important but like is the the ultimate way to be fully integrated. So just to kind of recap, even from last week, I know we kind of ended with this picture of, you know, I kind of gave a picture about my old house and the three different kind of parts of it of kind of like the interior design kind of being that picture of the body and then the layout of the house kind of being that picture of the soul and the mind And then we talked about a little bit about the foundation, the foundation of the house. And basically, you know, kind of saying if the foundation is cracked, then there is no point to build anything on it, right? Like you just stop there. If anybody's owned a house, they totally understand that. It's just like the foundation is what you're looking at. And so if you haven't listened to last week, I do feel like that would be a super helpful one to kind of listen to just to kind of give you some understanding for where we're going in this one. But yeah, yeah, I'm... i I, I know that we're gonna be talking about this like in the weeks and months to come, all about what it means to be integrated into the person that we were created to be and how that is not a one and done thing and it is not a formula, it's a process and it's a journey, this this journey of integration and um, yeah, and how we can just continue to walk that out in 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 all the things.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I said this last week, but it just reminds me, of uh, the idea that these three parts, uh, they all have to have each other. And I just wanted to add that to say that, you know, these aren't body, soul, and spirit. It's not like we can choose one over the other because God has created us to be a physical body. So if we, if we didn't have our body, we wouldn't obviously be alive. That's what houses us. And that's how God created us. And so, so again, the body we're not saying is lesser, or inferior because it's like let's say we have different organs you can lose a kidney and live on one but you can't lose a heart and you can't lose a brain so we call that a vital organ so our physical side is vital and the soul that that's what we sort of derived from is the collective part of who makes us who who uh, who makes us not who i guess who makes us me <laughs> us yes and so so it felt like i was in a Grinch. the little guy, yes you know, who, who makes us a who, the, who, the who <laughs> people or something yes who makes us a who but I, I think that personhood obviously if that part is missing in us then we would all be identical we would we wouldn't yeah. be able to be discerned to know who we are and of course the spirit part of our man is that's the part that's made in the image of god and if we don't have that we're we're not human we're we're like other parts of creation you know again just recapping reinforcing that these three parts of who we are are all extremely vital yeah we literally can't even have one without the other and in this part now we're introducing today as Mary's also recapping the house analogy last week with foundations i want us to as, as we begin to talk about that today is just right now, even as we go into this conversation, I want you to see this as these parts that we keep talking about in the practical, how life works itself out is our stories. Yeah. Right. And our journey and our lack or really none of us have lack of foundations. It's just what they look like. So, but those are all essential and all integral and connected to each other.
0: No. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. And I feel like that's such a good a good point, because even though it reminds me of the verse, I'm the vine, you are the branches. You must be connected to me to have life. So I, I love that picture because it's like, they're all so connected, like you said. And yet, if that foundation is cracked, you can't build anything else off of it. And yet, those yes. things above it are super vital. But with that being said, still, that foundation has to be shored up first. And again, those other things are kind of, I mean... I obviously some of the these things are happening simultaneously, right? And I was just kind of thinking and processing like, okay, like what causes foundations to be cracked? And what we were talking about last week about a basement of a house, you go in there and you look at the walls and you look at the floors, like, and you look for signs and of cracks. And I remember even doing that with our realtor. And it was so fascinating because I was like, oh man, like that crack looks super intense. That one looks like something super wrong and my realtor was like actually no like that one's okay you know that one's been kind of sealed like this one's okay wow. yeah it was yes. so fascinating because once that I would see to be like oh my gosh like these cracks are like gonna make this house fall down and she was like no those aren't the ones we have to look at actually it's these over here and she would like point to these random ones that I wouldn't even have really noticed and she was like kind of telling me why these cracks would lead to different things right and obviously I've been as I'm talking I'm sure your head's kind of going to like oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because again, our our foundation is made up of our story. And so if we, you know, kind of think on that, it's like, we can look back on our storyline and certain things that we would think to be like, oh my goodness, well, that for sure was a crack in our foundation. Um, And that for sure completely changed my narrative of life and made me super bitter or super this, right? And maybe sometimes, but sometimes it's actually not exactly what we're thinking. And so we have to look a little deeper and sit with the Lord on that.
1: Yeah, I would say, that the thing is, for most of us with this whole conversation about foundations, one thing you just said is that, you know, you use the word perception. And so I would just start by bringing that up. Like when your realtor was saying, oh, no, that one's actually not a problem. But here's the thing. But what if, again, the analogy is talking about life, but what if something that happened for whatever, whatever reasons, you are completely overtaken by that one crack that looks to be the largest to you,
0: Right. So then that's
1: kind of what we're talking about perception. Yes. So to you, so we're not saying that your perceptions or or your belief systems are necessarily wrong, but the perception can maybe be greater or lesser than really the problem is. So maybe the big crack is what you're so hyper-focused on. And in reality, if we sit with God and we listen to the spirit of God, And again, I don't want that to sound esoteric. I just mean being still and quiet and maybe just reading or having a worship song on. And you're just pondering this one thing in your life that you're maybe thrown by or embittered by. And the longer you sit with God, it could be that he's going to really reveal to you that maybe your perception isn't even clear Mm -hmm. of the thing that you think is the, the major foundational crack. When really he begins to whisper, and you see this little tiny, you know, scratch on a of paint missing on a wall, uh, of that basement, and God says, "Really, this yes. this is what's driving things. Yes, it's that's just so that good. you, again, it all gets to be really big and so much that we don't want to give the impression that it's just really easy for you to." uncover things and not just what's true, but your perception of things. But I would say to you that the Holy Spirit of God is fantastic and marvelous at helping us to discern what is true and what isn't true and what our heart really is. He can shine a light on it like nobody else. And yet you're falling into his arms, crying and in love with him as he's showing you these hard things. So God's purpose, he's for you. He's not against you. And so his desire is to bring these things forward, to you forward with you, you know, for the purpose of healing and for the purpose of being more intimate with him and others.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I I think that once we begin to assess and see, oh, there's there's some cracks here. How do we begin to shore up that foundation? And I I know that. There are all sorts of things and thoughts and uh, theories and self-help books of like all the things. But I know that, you know, we truly believe that our foundation is made up of of how we view God in the midst of our storyline, in the midst of our narrative. How do we view that's God good. and how do we view, like, how do we see that he views us, right? So if our view of him and our perception of him is skewed in the midst of our storyline and is cracked and warped, well, that's that will break down everything else on top of that. So um so yeah and mom I know that you have thought about this a lot and we've talked about this a lot and just all all the ways cuz I think we look around and we see in ourselves and in people around us, like, why aren't we getting past these things? Like, why is this person still so angry over something that happened 30 years ago? Why am I so stuck in these same belief systems and I just can't seem to get out of them? And we've read the books, we've gone to counseling, and it still feels like there's this, this like boulder that's right there constantly we're pushing against. And it just feels like, it's, it's hard. It's hard to know what to say in those moments of like when you hear people saying it or even in my own heart of like, oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to get past these things. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be complacent. And yet here we are just staring at these cracks in our foundations, feeling incapable and paralyzed to make a change.
1: Yeah, I think that um, I love that you led with, hey, I don't think we have to convince ourselves. Yeah. Me or you. And. I think it's a good guess that we don't have to convince our audience. Right. That, right. You know, that they have cracks and we're just using language to kind of help you, the listener, really join agreement that, you know, we're cracked. So, you know, yes. that's, that's why we welcome you to join. Yes. us. So I, I think I think we are. And I think in this age and stage, uh, the timeline of the world history, you know, I think that's definitely ramping up. I, I think we're We can even become sort of almost obsessed with our cracks, you know, and it makes us anxious or Mm -hmm. hopeless. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's everything you said in the analogy. It's very difficult for us to deal with things that are here and now that are really being so driven by things that are way below the surface. Right. Back to that iceberg mentality. Yeah. You know, people are, we're all having conversations, but I, I became amazed and alarmed at the same time that when people are communicating they're like on you know i kind of see it like a hundred story skyrise, you know right. this giant tower in a big city where you know somebody just comes up and you meet them on a on the subway and you just say how's your morning going and one situation can come up from anything maybe that's current or and what you don't see is these two strangers who one is maybe at a very high level of emotional maturity and insight and spiritual soundness. And and you don't know that. They're just talking like everybody else. And they start to say something. And this person, and so maybe that person is on like the 78th floor of this 100-story building. Right. But the other person might be on the 22nd. And this is where they are in their journey. Right. Now, how can those two people really fully understand each other? Well, maybe if one of them was at the 78th, Maybe they would have the ability to enter into somebody else's house. There you go. their, yes. little, their little house. Their little house, their little 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 house little on life. the twenty-second floor. Yeah, yes. they could come with some tea, and because <laughs> yes. they come from a place of strength, and yes. the strength I mean is in God mm-hmm. and in our in our emotional uh, makeup that's been changed and transformed. So what we bring to that is gonna is gonna come from our overflow and our life.
0: Yes. Right? But yes. but what if
1: one is on the 22nd floor and the other one's on the 20th or the 18th? Right. They they might not have much ability or capacity to talk about complex things. Okay, that's just a picture. I'm right. just giving a right. picture of how it's like in our lives. Yeah. With all the people around us and how we're interacting because we're walking and and living out, out of a reactionary place. So, so we all are bringing something, right, right, to our relationships, to the table, to our kids, to our spouse, to our coworkers. If, if we talk about how body, soul, and spirit are connected, I would say this idea of integrating and this idea of our foundations, um, we're talking about something that is even more intertwined. So Mary, I guess the question is, you know, what are some of the ways we can even begin to think about building up or rebuilding, uh, even maybe tearing down the old foundations? I'm not sure that we can do that fully, but I I do know that there's so many clues that God gives us. And I think one of the first ones is to begin to really delve into the idea of who is God and let him retell us who he is. And because I think God is actually screaming loudly who he is to you individually. And it goes all the way back to your very origins and that, you know, you weren't even conceived at your actual birth, but you were conceived by the mind and heart of God, maybe millions of years ago, he had the idea of you and he brought you forth and then had you be conceived and born in the time that you think of, but he has known you from the foundation of the world, beginning to think on that. Yeah. Actually that is your very beginning so beginning to think on what is true beginning to think on what is lovely and beautiful that will bring inspiration into your life and will bring wonder and awe there's so many ways and we will be exploring a many of these individual things that we can do another thing that can shore up your foundations is to begin to try to begin to look at your emotions yeah and you can begin to trace back i was feeling really great when i got up today but now why this afternoon all of a sudden i'm feeling so anxious right and so i have a lot of people just you know begin when they're feeling a negative emotion that they would much quicker because they're looking for it to say what set this in motion oh that's right my boss was kind of mean to me over lunch today and i've just suppressed that but i realize what am I anxious about? Right. So we can do that in the spiritual area by seeking after God, inviting him in, changing the music we're listening to. Right.
0: Yeah. There's having
1: having coffee with someone that we know is maybe ahead of us in this race to give us and glean from them. What would you say to me in the emotional realm? I think, like I said, being in touch with your emotions, those negative ones, where did that come from? And when you see where it got opened in any given day, Again, you can go back at night or with a journal or with a friend and say, I, I don't know why that makes me so anxious. What do you think that is? So it begins some self-reflection. And so so again, there's myriads of ways, but we can just begin with one step of yes. being willing to quiet ourselves down. And again, even if it's just one one afternoon a week it doesn't have to be everything. The whole point of the journey back to the foundations and tying those in is that they're just one step at a time.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good. And I, I so resonate with that. Like just the next step, just one more step. Yes. So what would you say, though, to somebody that, again, it, it's back to the foundation of, you know, there was either major trauma done or maybe stuff they don't even remember and they don't even know why they feel the way that they do, right? These cracks are old, old, old cracks and, you know, deep and they don't know even how to how to go there or how to touch that. Or maybe their view and their narrative of God is like, when they really sit and look at it, they're like, yeah, I don't believe that you're for me. Um, and I don't believe, God, that you're good and that you're faithful. So how do we even begin to touch those places?
1: That's a great question. And I think everything we're talking about here is that we're going to begin to all believe together that God is more than enough, first yeah. of all. And secondly, we're building on this idea that God has called us to himself and then to others and to each other. So I think the idea of us being isolated and not really having great connections is something we want to think about. Yeah. If we don't have that connection, the first step I would do is if I had I didn't really understand why I was feeling this way or how to even begin to see it. If you have any connection to any kind of insurance or a family member that might help you. You know, I would suggest if it feels really overwhelming and you're in a really deep place, uh, I would say, you know, I'd find a good Christian counselor yeah. that, you can, that you can pay for. And in, in lieu of that, I would go to my church or my friends who go to church and I would begin to try to find the next best thing, I think. And sometimes equally is what I tell people is, there are many, many people out there who have wisdom, yeah. who are elders who have done this a long time, who are on a sliding scale and some will just meet with you uh, just to pour into you more like a mentor and a coach than they would be necessarily a counselor. The second part I'd say is you don't have to have money to build a relationship. And I would pick someone maybe a little bit older than you and uh, through referral or through someone you're watching and observing their life. The last thing I would say, if for whatever reasons, none of those were really available to you, the last thing I say, which is the only really thing I had for yeah. the, the particular circumstances of my life is I, I just, I had all my eggs in the basket of God. I, I was just kind of out of luck, so to speak. I didn't have those options. And so I can witness and say that sitting with God, it may be a little longer, but I do believe that you can invite him in and tell him everything. Yes. And, and I, I, I definitely believe he's, he's the greatest counselor of all as yes. we sit in quiet and and just take our story to him and and these broken parts but i think any of those and sometimes all three of those right. happening at the same time i think can be the greatest benefit of all otherwise in the future very soon we'll have a few recommendations of a book um, but you know book is kind of my last go-to because i really my desire for you and i think god's desire for you is that you're actually interfacing yes. with human beings and with him this yeah. is unto relationship and your healing isn't or your wholeness is not so that you can feel better but by God's design and his value system and it becomes our value system is that he wants us to walk more free and fully whole in who he's created us to be so that's where our joy and that's where our peace is going to come from uh, that's that's what I would say for today.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, that's good. That's, that's good. Yeah. I, I definitely know that for me, those kind of what we would even say is like a trigger, like you mentioned, oh, if you wake up and you're like, I feel fine. And then all of a sudden, two hours later, I'm like, why do I feel rage? And I think yes. in that moment, and we'll talk about that, I think even in the, you know, weeks, months to come, but in that moment, like pausing and stopping and being like, whoa, wait a second, what's going on on a deeper level here, you know? And then, right, once we can assess that, then I feel like sitting with the Lord and being like, okay, what does this reveal about the way that I view you, Lord? Do I believe that you really are good and that you really are faithful and you really are for me? Um. Yeah, I shared this with you, mom, but kind of the picture I feel the Lord kind of gave me, even as I was processing this and thinking through this, as far as like, Lord, do I believe that you're good and that you're for me no matter what? Because I do feel like so much, if we really broke it down, so much of our story and our narrative is um, is based off of a view at the end of the day that it's me against the world. I have to like fight for my rights. If I don't do it, nobody will. And that God's kind of out to get me or, you know, again, all the things, waiting for the shoe to drop. But it, it's this view, like, it's kind of this skewed view of who we believe God is. And so I was kind I of asked. thinking on that and processing that. And I feel like I kind of got this picture of... um of I was I was sitting in this field, so it's like a field as, as as far as you can see from the right into the left, it's just a giant giant field. And I feel like I, all of a sudden I was like plopped in the middle of it. And somebody said, "Okay, now look to your right." And I look to my right, and again it's a field, like as far as the eye can see. You know, this beautiful giant field, and there's a path, and it's just like a clear linear path. Okay, and then they say, "Okay, now look to your left," and all of a sudden on my left it's no longer a field, or it is, but it's covered with these tall anthills. And maybe the picture is anthills because I hate ants like with all of my being. So, yes. so I'm like, okay, it had to be ants. And so it was like fire anthills, like huge. Like there's a path, but it's literally covered with fire anthills, just giant, giant, giant. And in the picture, all of a sudden, I imagined you, mom, in front of me. And you look at me and say, okay, I need you to go down that path. And I look at you and I'm like, why would I do that? Why would I go down that path with the giant anthills when I could go this way? And that path looks really happy and super nice. And as far as I can tell, they both l- go to the same place, right? Like I see maybe where the finish line is or what I perceive to be the finish line. And I see it as they both lead the same place. Like that doesn't make any sense. Why can't I go down that path? But I'm looking at you and you're looking at me and you're saying, Mary, Just trust me. I need you to go down that path. And in kind of, as I'm kind of processing this picture that I'm like kind of feeling and like seeing in my mind, I'm just like, okay, what would I do in that situation? And I felt like, again, I'm so insanely blessed to have you, mama. And even throughout all of our life and all of the kind of pain and somewhat dysfunction that happened throughout our life i i always felt like i had you and that was such a gift such a gift but i do feel like it was also such an ability to be able to see oh there's someone in my life that's for me which is again such a gift that some people don't have but i i was able to have that despite a lot of other kind of things swirling around me, I had you that I knew was for me. So again, back to this picture, in that picture, when I was like, okay, what would I do in that situation? Well, I I was thinking, I was like, well, I might try to reason with her for a second. Like, are you sure I can't? But if she looked at me and said, no, you have to go down this path, even though you probably will be bit up by ants and it's going to hurt a lot, but do trust me. And I'm like, well, I think I would because, I mean, I, I know my mom loves me a lot. And I know that, obviously, if she wants me to go down it and knows that I'm going to be in pain, then surely she must know something that I don't. Surely she mm-hmm. must know some information that I don't know because I know that my mom is for me. And I know that she only wants what's best for me. And she would never want me to be hurt. So if, for some reason, she is allowing me to be hurt on this other path, she must know something I don't. And so with that kind of picture that I felt like I got, I, I so felt like the Lord saying like, that is the breakdown that people, that breaks down that we don't view God is for us and is good. We can just like extrapolate that in so many different ways, right? Of like, yes. you know, this path or this, we're praying for this, but this didn't happen and all the things. And it's like, God, why didn't you do this thing? Or like, this doesn't make sense. But if I so knew and I so believed God was looking at me in the face and saying, do trust me. Like, I know it doesn't make any sense. I know it looks like you can go down this path and this one be just fine, but do you trust me? And I think Mm. like that breaking down to be like, oh, maybe I don't and being okay with sitting in that place and just admitting that and then asking the Lord to begin to not only reveal maybe why you don't trust him, but how can you begin to shore up that? And again, I think that the Lord has to be the one to do that, but I think that, just sitting with him on that is definitely a good first first place to start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who God is, really coming to believe and looking at your paradigms of what you believe about God, what you believe about yourself, and what you believe he thinks about you and believes about you. These are the very core things that are completely life-changing. And starting with his nature, is he good or is he not? Yeah. Is he trustworthy or is he not? I would say that these are key things uh that that we would behold that could change us by beholding these truths. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I know next week we're going to kind of jump into the next kind of tier of that pyramid or the next level of that house. Again, like we said, they're all connected. You know, our emotions begin to reveal to us what's happening on a lower level. What's really there. Yeah. So yeah. So they're all just so connected. So anyways, kind of jumping in a little bit to that. And again, how our stories and how our narratives come into play, not even come into play. They're everything. That's how we view the world and how we view every situation that we're in i agree and
1: we just so appreciate you guys listening out there because we know that you know it's a little tricky and it's not always super linear we're talking about complex things uh but i would say you know just to tell you that uh we are so for you we've both already started praying for you and we know that this is complicated and it's hard and it's messy but i think as we go forward you're going to be able to join us in this journey in a way that's you're going to find more joyful than you expected and that there's hope along the way. And part of that hope is us encouraging each other. So we want to end by just encouraging you guys and saying yeah. that we're all together in this and we believe that God is going to give you the bridges that you need to more wholeness and more freedom uh, and more joy and more peace. And we, I just want to end with a blessing over all of you listening today that God is for you and we're for you. And we know that that can change your life.
0: Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website. But for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at AmesGirls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcast, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.